This should be played at high volume, preferably in a residential area. Live and local from the 1037 The Game Studios in Upper Lafayette. This is Acadiana's number one sports station, 1037 The Game. Streaming live at 1037thegame.com and on the free 1037 The Game mobile app. It's Saturday. It's take a walk on the wild side get your saturday started with an inside look under the dome with the world famous cd do you know who i am i don't know how to put this but i'm kind of a big deal on 1037 the game and welcome everybody good afternoon hope you having a great saturday it is under the dome with cd and we are getting underway and we only got a half hour, so we're going to waste a very, and I mean very little time, getting down to brass tacks here, of course. We're coming to you live, as always, from the beautiful Palatial First South Farm Credit Studios. Looking good. Woo! Of course, we're looking good, feeling good, and appreciate you listening in, however you're doing so, be it through that old school FM dial. The tower of power, too sweet to be sour, I'm funky like a monkey, sky's the limit and space is the place. Oh yeah, brother. And we got a whole lot of stuff to get to here on the show. And of course, appreciate you listening in through the free mobile app, 1037game.com, or even through your fancy schmancy smart speakers. And of course, it is that time of year. We do it every year, the week before the NFL draft, but we're going to have to pick up the pace a little bit, so let's waste a little time and get into the NFL Draft. And of course, it's that time of year where I drop my NFL Mock Draft one and only. It is the one that we're going to do. In this segment, we're going to go through picks 1 through 20 right now and waste a little time getting into the number one pick. With the first pick, and the 2021 CD Mock Draft one and only, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback out of Clemson. It's almost a birthright at this point for Lawrence to be the first overall pick. I think people have been saying he was the number one pick back when he was a freshman in high school. I'm probably joking on that, but you know, never know. He's got all the potential in the world. He's going to be the first cog in the future that is Jaguars franchise that is going to be desperate for a boom, bringing the dynamite. Tony Khan sure wants that because if people aren't invested in those Jags, I'm sure Daddy Khan and the AEW money might wind up running a little bit dry. Now it gives to the number two pick. The second pick in the 2021 CD mock draft, one and only the Jets select Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. No duh there. Wilson really shined at his pro days. I think that was more than enough for him to really get a spot on a Jets team. They're looking to really hit the reset button in a big way. The Jets shipped off Darnold, who is probably glad to be like Kurt Russell and escape from New York. So the BYU quarterback is going to have pretty much a culture shock and have to deal with the headache that is the Jets football team and also the media, because the media is an absolute mess over there. So I'm intrigued to see how that whole thing is going to go. Now let's get to my personal favorite, and it's no doubt got to be your boy, number three, the San Francisco 49ers, Kevin Foote's least favorite team in all the world. And I'm definitely in that camp with him. We got to go with the number three pick. Justin Fields, quarterback out of Ohio State, is going to the 49ers. 
And they're already preparing to move on from Jimmy G, and the Niners are going to get what they hope is a serviceable quarterback. History of the Ohio State quarterbacks, especially in recent history, seems to skew towards that not happening, but I think this is going to be the way they go. I think also you have a year under the system. Without a doubt, they're following that Kansas City model. What is the Kansas City model? Well, you know, Francis, I tell you this every year when I bring up the Kansas City model. The fact that the Kansas City model is set up to basically say, we're going to go ahead and pick this guy and have him understudy for about a year. That's essentially what this whole thing is. That's what it, That's what the Kansas City model is. What is the Kansas City model? The number four pick, we are shaking things up. And it's got to be the number four pick, the Falcons trade with the Washington football team. Trey Lance, quarterback out of North Dakota State. For full disclosure, all trades in this mock draft, they are pick swaps. Basically, Washington football team moves up to four. Atlanta goes down to number 19 to focus more on their needs. No need to reach on a number four pick. And the Washington football team selects their quarterback of the future in Trey Lance out of North Dakota State. Again, decided to go a little nuts with this. It's a straight pick swap. I think the football team needs a quarterback now. Because, again, there's a lot of question marks surrounding this team, but the first step towards addressing that is at the quarterback slot. Then we got to go to the number five pick. And it's without a doubt, no-brainer, Jamar Chase, wide receiver out of LSU, going to the Cincinnati Bengals. I was hearing earlier this week on national television, they were saying the Bengals, if they select anybody besides Panay Sewell, they should be extradited and basically exiled from the league. No, I don't think so. Yes, Panay Sewell is the best offensive lineman in the draft, probably the best available in that slot. But I think the O-line is going to be healthy for Cincinnati, Cincinnati in 2021. Excuse me. So give me Burrow's running mate in chase to help make this offense lethal as hell, especially after Green's departure. A.J. Green, during the offseason, he's no longer there. He's over, I believe, in Arizona now. So tell me that you don't want to see a guy like Jamar Chase in the house with Joe Burrow. And I think if Joe Burrow, especially later on the season, I think the game could slow down for him, and he could make this Bengals team a lot better. Am I saying contender in the AFC North? No, I'm saying maybe a second sl- slot in those in those wild card games. That's kind of the peak of all this. Then we get down to the number six pick. I brought up Panay Sewell, and he is going to the Miami Dolphins offensive tackle out of Oregon. Big need for them is offensive line. Yes, former Cajun Robert Hunt is going to be a key cog in the trenches for a good while well, in my mind. But when you have a can't-miss prospect that only gave up one sack in his career, this is a guy you got to go with, and it's a big, ugly the guy is going to be, be bringing that big hurt. The number seven pick, the, the Detroit Lions, with their new head coach, former Saints tight end coach, Dan Campbell, biting people's kneecaps off. He's going to go ahead and get his tight end. Maybe, you know, Dan Campbell might be very much Coach Dave Schultz, if you will, going with a tight freaking end and it's got to be Kyle Pitts, tight end out of Florida. This goes against every single thing that I like believe in in these mock drafts. But I say, you know what? Best player available, it's Pitts. And, hell, you could very well kind of shift him into that wide receiver role because I think at the end of the day, that's what fits him best. He's listed as a tight end, but don't be surprised if he's more of a Jimmy Graham-esque, can be used more in wide receiver formations versus you know a pass blocker or a run blocker because I don't think that's necessarily his best feature. 
Number eight. Again, we got another trade in this piece, and it involves the Carolina Panthers, sharp teeth and claws, swapping picks with the Giants, who select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. Again, this makes it easier for me to keep track of. Don't feel like kind of doing these major super trades. Let's just keep it simple, stupid, and do this the right way. Now we get to the Carolina Panthers are trading with the Giants, who then select Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. I feel like this could be the best-case scenario for the Panthers when it comes right down to it because they're going to be hoping something good falls to them before too long. I feel like they move down a little bit, the Giants move up, and they can get a good, really good wide receiver to help make Daniel Jones' life a little bit easier. Because at the end of the day, Daniel Jones has shown and proven me wrong. He looks to be a good quarterback, but he's got a couple things he needs to fix, and I think this could be the first step towards giving him some weapons to really work with, and that would be great for him. Again, the Giants still have a ways to go, but this is the first step. Now we get to the number nine pick. We go to the Denver Broncos, and they go with Mac Jones. Who? Mac Jones. They select the quarterback out of Alabama. They waited with Zenline patience. I think they crushed it getting Jones, staying inside the top ten, not trading up. They got the guy they really probably wanted. And they continue to fulfill, you know, the fetish that is John Elway and tall white quarterbacks. That's just my humble opinion right there. Now we get to the number 11 pick. Excuse me, rounding out the top 10, almost jumped over the Dallas Cowboys entirely. The Cowboys get at Alabama, Pat Sertan, the second cornerback. That's easy money right there. Tons of potential. Fills a major need for the Cowboys. I'm sure Scooter Magruder out there is going to be rejoicing at that pick. Then we get to number 11. We get out of the top 10. And the Carolina Panthers, they traded down and managed to get a really good offensive tackle. Rashawn Slater out of Northwestern. Give Sam Darnold the help he needs for the love of God. Yes, you could probably go with a backup quarterback. But I'm sure you could kind of fulfill that thing in day two or day three with guys like Sam Ellinger or KJ Costello. I'll talk about him a little bit later on in the program. Then we go to the 12th pick. The Eagles, they go wide receiver here, taking Devonta Smith out of Alabama. The Heisman Trophy winner is going to be a bit of a reach. Waddle went ahead of him, largely because of the fact I think Waddle is more set up to be able to perform really well in the NFL, his body size. Smith is a little bit smaller, not necessarily as durable, at least, at least on the eye test level, and that's kind of where it is. Again, Eagles front office, has been a hot mess over the last few years. I mean, they got Jalen Hurts in the first round, but it felt like you know they already had their quarterback, and it was kind of just a ridiculous pick. Little do we know, now Hurts is going to be the starting quarterback. It's a brand-new coaching staff. I'm sure getting some weapons around him would be absolutely huge, and hell, he's a Heisman Trophy winner. Why not let him do it? Number 13, pick. Los Angeles Chargers select Christian Darasaw, offensive tackle out of, Georgia, out of Virginia Tech, excuse me. Darisol seems like a money pick, and you're investing in the future of Justin Herbert. As long as you keep the team doctor the hell away from him, because you know that guy is bad news brown. I think that's a huge pick when it comes right down to it if you're the Los Angeles Chargers building for the future and building a good O-line around him. 14th pick, the Minnesota Vikings take Aziz Ojalari, 
edge rusher out of Georgia. Grew a lot over the last year, gifted pass rusher who is rounding into a complete defender. Fires off the snap with explosive first step plays with excellent bounce as well as body control and effectively uses his hands. I like this pick a lot. I think the Vikings absolutely need to kind of bolster that defensive line. Yes, you've got some holes to fill. I think maybe next year you look towards getting a quarterback because Kirk Cousins hasn't panned out hardly at all. I think that would be a great get for them this year in the first round. With the 15th pick, the New England Patriots go get J.C. Horn, the son of Joe Horn. He developed a lot in the last year and continues to, and I like the way I like it because he continues to grow a good bit, and he'll fit really well in the Patriots' way. I would love for the Saints to get, but this feels like it's a gap too far in terms of an actual trade. Obviously, when you're controlling all the teams, it makes it a little bit easier to get these picks through. But even I wasn't going to try and test and play God here and try and pick the man himself that is the New Orleans Saints getting the son of Joe Horn. Would love it, but I just don't think it's in the cards. And maybe number 15 pick in real life would be a little bit too difficult. The 16th pick, the Arizona Cardinals pick up Najee Harris out of Alabama, the running back. He fits what I want with this incredible Hulk offense. This group is going to be so money. I feel like some of the day two defensive backs are going to be something they focus in on the rest of the way. They could get some other guys that are going to fill a lot of needs because I don't have a whole lot of DBs and CBs going, at least in the way I'm looking at it in the mock draft. There are going to be some guys to take from there, but I think you need to be able to fill that hole that you left Maybe you traded David Johnson last year, and if you have a guy like Najee Harris, you know, and Kyler Murray, and you know, all the New Hopkins, the list goes on and on. Like their their offense is loaded. I think the only thing missing is a really solid running back, and this would solve a lot of issues. Number seventeen, Las Vegas Raiders select Micah Parson out of. Penn State linebacker absolutely feels like he could be a steal of the first round in my mind right there. Go with the 18th pick. Miami selects Greg Newsom the second. They have amassed a war chest time to cash in for those Miami Dolphins. I feel like that would be a huge get for them. Then we get to another guy that we need to get down to, and that's going to be Travis Etienne out of Clemson going to the Atlanta Falcons 19. Massive get for them. The Chicago Bears round out the top 20 before we take a quick timeout, and the front seven is going to be godlike with Christian Barmore and Khalil Mack highlighting, and I think the Bears are going to love how they look. I can almost guarantee it. We'll take a quick timeout. Back After this, we're going to get to 20 through 32. Then also, my thoughts on the Saints picks for the rest of the draft. Before we get out of here, lead me up to LSU baseball. Right here on 103.7 The Game and 103.7thegame.com. The 
numbers don't lie. Because when you listen to Under the Dome with CD, your knowledge of sports increases by 141 and two-thirds percent. And they spell disaster for you as sacrifice. Now let's get back to the genetic freak of sports talk on Acadiana's Sports Station, 103.7 The Game. And welcome back to Under the Dome with CD right here in Acadiana Sports Station, 103.7 The Game and 103.7thegame.com. And let's waste a little time because we got a lot of things to get to in this half hour show. We got LSU baseball pregame show coming up in just a few. We got through our first 20 picks of the first round of the NFL draft. Let's go ahead and get right into 21 through 32 rapid fire style. With the 21st pick, the Indianapolis Colts, I think they're going to take Rashad Bateman out of Arizona, an absolute monster. I got to go with him. They need to reestablish their offense as the first steps towards doing so in my mind. Probably going to hate for messing this one up, but 22nd pick, the Tennessee Titans select Samuel Cosme, offensive tackle out of Texas. Longhorns looked great last season with the offensive line, and it'll help to keep this run game on point and, more importantly, keep Tannehill upright. Hopefully no fighting Irish fans are listening because I could be butchering this name like crazy, but I'm going to go ahead and do my best to, t- to do it. 23rd pick, New York Jets select Jeremiah Osu Koromao. I'm going to, again, Budget name completely. That's how I'm going to put it. Just need a lot more than a linebacker, but this is a top tier player that really fixes a lot of things. Twenty fourth pick overall, Pittsburgh Steelers select Joseph Osai, edge rusher out of the University of Texas. They absolutely need one. I think this is going to be a great pick, and there's a mini run on edge rushers, especially late in the first round. Because the Jaguars, they're going to select number. 25th overall. It's like Quiddy Pie out of Michigan, edge rusher. Mini run on edge rushers. I like this guy. I think this is going to be an absolutely huge pick for them. And I'm almost certain this one is going to pan out in a big way. The Cleveland Browns break it up a little bit. There's going to be some edge rushers towards the end of the first round we'll get to. But I think you get Jamin Davis out of Kentucky. He's a solid linebacker, ranked pretty highly according to some of the big boards that I was looking at when I did the mock draft, because I want to be using the Pro Football Network mock draft just for transparency's sake. And he was kind of that next guy in line, so I was like, hey, why not go ahead and give them a solid linebacker? The big dogs are going to be eating plenty with that guy there. Then we get to the Baltimore Ravens of the 27th pick, because they traded recently. So they'll have two picks in the first round. But the first one, they'll go ahead and get Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State offensive tackle. He's going to be, I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to need a lot more help blocking when he's scrambling down and not too far down the road. Because again, I've mentioned it before, and I feel like I may be right on this, is the fact that I believe that the, the story's out on who Lamar Jackson is as a quarterback. I feel like his run game is the one thing that's been able to keep him alive. But it's definitely going to be a situation where he needs to have wide receivers, which we'll get to probably more so in the second round. I think day two is whenever we start to see a lot more of these good wide receivers come off the board. Then we get to the New Orleans Saints, where everybody's wondering, who that, who that, who that say the Saints going to pick? And for me, me going to pick Zaven Collins, linebacker out of Tulsa, perfect perfect fit for the team. They got a good look at him during pro day. So I'm almost certain this is going to be the guy, the 
Saints pick with the 20th pick overall. It addresses a huge need. I think, you know, DeMario Davis ain't getting any younger, but getting some good linebacking core alongside Zach Bond, you're building a future really good front seven. And I think you're going to be doing that a lot more in the later draft because it's all about building towards the future in this one. And more importantly, getting some great players. Please, for the love of God, do not even look at Kadarius Tony or any wide receivers. Please, for the love of God, do not do this. And speaking of wide receivers, Aaron Rodgers finally gets what he wants just for the Green Bay Packers to keep him away from jeopardy as much as humanly possible because the Packers select Terrace Marshall Jr. out of LSU. The wideout has so much talent. I think the Green Bay Packers can't pass this up. They're actually going to get him a really good weapon to complement the Packers offense because after all, you know, kicking field goals in an NFC title game ain't going to win you anything. The Buffalo Bills will be circling the wagons towards Jason Owe, a edge rusher out of Penn State. Big play here to get him. Someone I would have liked to see the Saints get, but then I started really thinking about it. I'd much rather a linebacker rather than an edge rusher, at least in that first round. I would love to see him. Obviously, getting him there would be great, especially because you know, you're hoping you can get Marcus Davenport to get his blank together when it's all said and done. 31st overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Trevon Morig out of TCU. They get a really solid safety that's going to bolster, you know, a kind of once proud defense. I think the defense has fallen off the last couple of years now that they focus more on building around Lamar Jackson and the type of offense that he brings to the table. Now let's get to that final pick of CD's 2021 Mock draft one and only. Number 32, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive guard at a USC. Give Brady a whole lot of help when it's all said and done. He is going to be a guy I think that's going to help out that offensive line a lot, and it's going to be not too far down the road too. Now let's get to the rest of the draft just for the New Orleans Saints. I'm going to waste any more time and get right into it. Eric Stokes is the Saints' second-round pick. Cornerback out of Georgia had a really good 40-time, 4.25, but I'm not going solely off of that. He's a value pick. He's a guy that's going to add a lot of necessary linebacker depth. Give me this guy every single day twice on Sunday at 60th overall. Then we get to a Ohio State guy. And again, Sean Payton loves his Ohio State guys, and I don't blame him when it comes to this. Tommy Toglai. Defensive tackle out of Ohio State. I tried trading around and getting something big in the mock draft that I ran just playing, just managing as the Saints in their mock. But Tommy Tagalai was the guy I got out of Ohio State. Great move. Would have loved to get Brevin Jordan. Is what it is. Then we get to round three. Talanola Hufanga, safety out of USC. This is added depth, my friends. This is a big move for them. In round three with 105th overall pick. This is a comp pick. I think you'll be able to pull it off there. That's going to be good. Then we get to round four. This is more another depth, and hopefully Davenport gets his act together. And it's going to be Deo, and I'm going to butcher this name, Odeingo, Odeingbo, there we go, edge rusher out of Vanderbilt. He's going to add some depth that hopefully we see Marcus Davenport get his bleep together before it's too long. Round six, I feel like having a lot of fun here. Traded up with Dallas. Gave up the 218th, 255th, and 6th and 7th next year. Because honestly, in my world, I don't need a 6th and 7th round pick. It's largely useless for the most part. 
And we go to Daz Newsom out of UNC wide receiver. Why not get offense? Why get why not get offense player offensive players late in the ball game? I think that would be a huge get to say the least. And my final pick for the Saints, round seven, number two twenty nine overall. Give me KJ Costello for giggles and grins, a quarterback out of Mississippi State. Give us some time in the Sean Payton system. I think it'd be a really fun quarterback room. And, and again, you'll have a backup to the backup. And that would be great to see. I would love to see that. I mean, again, Sean Payton did, said he didn't necessarily need to get a quarterback in this draft. I'm going to agree with him. But at the same time, I want to see them get a New Orleans Saint quarterback that's going to be maybe somebody you can use down the road. That's my biggest That is my biggest need when it comes right down to it with this NFL draft. But that's about all the time we have, folks. We are out of time. So talk to you next week. We'll have an hour and a half edition of Under the Dome with CD. But in the meantime, we've got LSG baseball for you. So until next time, peace. Oh yeah, kick it!